Welcome to your news summary for Thursday, the 4th of January, 2024, from dailyish.io. At dailyish.io, we are excited to be using AI to help highlight key geopolitical stories for your day. Today's quote is from Alfred Adler. Life is just the same as learning to swim. Do not be afraid of making mistakes, for there is no other way of learning how to live. At least 95 people were killed and 211 wounded in two bomb explosions during a procession near a mosque in Kerman, Iran, on the fourth anniversary of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani's assassination. The blasts occurred outside security checkpoints and authorities were investigating whether they were remotely detonated or carried out by suicide attackers. Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei vowed a harsh response to the terrorist attack while President Ebrahim Raisi labeled it a cowardly act. No immediate claims of responsibility were made for the attack, which is one of the deadliest in Iran in over four decades. Donald Trump has appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a Colorado ruling that disqualified him from appearing on the state's presidential ballot due to accusations of incitement during the Capitol riot. The Supreme Court's decision will have nationwide implications on Trump's eligibility for the 2024 election. While some states have dismissed efforts to disqualify Trump, Colorado's top court, with a narrow decision, found him ineligible, leading to a significant legal battle. Legal experts and policy analysts regard the Supreme Court's potential involvement as critical for setting a precedent on the matter. State Capitol buildings in at least six states were evacuated due to bomb threats received via a mass email, which claimed explosives were hidden inside the facilities. No bombs were found following the evacuations, and the FBI is investigating the matter, stating there is no specific and credible threat. The anonymous email impacted at least 24 state houses and coincided with the start of new legislative sessions. In addition to these bomb threats, there has been an increase in swatting incidents against public officials, prompting states to consider tougher penalties for such disruptions. Ukraine and Russia conducted a major prisoner of war exchange, with Ukraine releasing 248 Russian prisoners in return for 230 of its own, including soldiers and civilians. The exchange, which is the largest since August, and was mediated by the United Arab Emirates is part of an ongoing series of swaps since the onset of the conflict. Ukrainian officials reported that the exchanged individuals included defenders of strategic locations and those captured in significant battles. Both countries shared images of the freed individuals and the process has been acknowledged as challenging by the Russian Ministry of Defense. Saleh al-Aruri, a senior Hamas leader, was killed in a drone strike in Beirut, intensifying tensions in the Middle East. His death has prompted calls for retaliation from Hamas and their allies, while Israel remains firm in its stance against Hamas. The incident has halted indirect talks regarding a potential prisoner exchange and escalated concerns about a broader conflict. International calls for restraint are growing as the region deals with the repercussions of the ongoing hostilities and the recent high-profile killing. 
Young Chinese graduates are facing a challenging job market, with more than one in five people between ages 16 and 24 unemployed, according to recent official data. The number of graduates exceeds the availability of suitable positions, leading to a trend where recent graduates accept unrelated, low-skilled jobs or remain unemployed. Record numbers of Chinese students are pursuing higher education, but many are becoming disillusioned with the diminishing promise of a better life post-graduation. Discussions on youth unemployment reflect broader considerations about China's societal organization and the Chinese dream reshaped by generational expectations and recent hardships. Uruguayan senators have passed a bill allowing criminals over 65 to serve prison sentences under house arrest, a measure which now awaits approval by the lower house of Congress. The bill is criticized by victims' groups as a step back in justice for those affected by human rights abuses during Uruguay's 1973-1985 dictatorship. Proponents argue it is a humanitarian measure that complies with international conventions and only applies if a judge deems an inmate's health requires it. Since the return to democracy in 1985, only 28 people have been convicted for dictatorship-era abuses in Uruguay. That concludes our top stories for today, and we hope the information has been helpful. It's important to remember that this news summary has been artificially generated and is read by an AI voice. If you'd like to help support us, then the best way is to share our content with your friends and family and leave us a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also head over to dailyish.io and sign up for our daily email news summary. As always, thank you for tuning in and have a great day.